Hi, I'm Jackie Capstick, and this is my podcast, The Natural Healing Real. Today, I'm excited to bring um, my guest, Trish Taylor, sounds like a movie star. Um, she's become one of my healing modalities. Um, she's amazing, and I want to share um, the neuro feedback. I believe it's called, I always say it wrong. I always want to say That's neuro it. brain feedback, but no. it's neuro, which neuro means feedback. brain feedback, which she has um, been educated in and helps me on my journey to be able to bring this podcast here to you. So this is my guest and I'd like to say friend, Trish Taylor. Thank you. Thanks, Jackie. Thank you, first of all, for coming and taking the time to do this with me. My pleasure. And so, first of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. I'd love to. I'd love to. Um, I, I guess probably one of the main things that I identify with for myself is the fact that I was, um, I was born with dyslexia and that goes sort of hand in hand with being very creative, very, very creative, very big picture. Um, and that is what I, I just, I love to identify with that, but that is also um, probably the main reason that I, later in life ended up getting into neurofeedback. Um, when I was a child, I had trouble reading, I had trouble in school. And in fact, school was horrible. Um, <laughs> not I had a similar experience. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was very, it wasn't necessarily hard, it wasn't necessarily difficult. But once, um, but you, but I had to work harder than everyone just to get, just to get where I was going and just to get what I, what I ended up with. And so, um, and for me, it wasn't necessarily being bullied or anything like that. However, my nieces and some, and my daughter ended up with dyslexia and I'm not, I don't want to make that sound like a bad thing because I think it's a gift. Nice. And um, I realized that neurofeedback can help ADD. And so that's why I ended up getting into neurofeedback. Well, <clears throat> I had a similar upbringing and I'm really grateful to have come across another um, that has a deeper understanding of what it actually is to have dyslexia or learning disabilities, so they say. Mm -hmm. Learning differences. Learning differences. Yeah. I love that. Yes, learning differences. I honestly don't think, I don't think kids with dyslexia have a learning disability. They just learn differently, and it's fifteen or twenty percent of the population. And the, I mean, I mean, the teachers are amazing, and they try, but they just—they are not equipped to teach these kids. Well, they just don't understand it. No, they don't. They, they don't. Probably just and and 
the numbers are big and they're trying to teach a lot of kids. That's right. That's yes. not specialized like that. The parents need to go for outside help. That's true. Yeah. Not in public school system. Yeah. yeah. So tell me a little bit about how you came across the neurofeedback. Okay. When um, I actually just very, um, I really just stumbled upon it. I My doctor is very open-minded and he's, he's, thank goodness, he's believes more in uh, natural, not necessarily more, but he, he's very uh, open to natural kind of healing and some of the older Eastern uh, approaches to healing. And I went to him in my fifties and I had insomnia and he, he recognized that I was kind of a thinker that was outside the box. And he said, would you be interested in something different? And I said, absolutely. So I went to someone and it was a neurofeedback technologist and it was like night and day. I had one session and I went home and I slept like I hadn't slept in years. And that, that just immediately got my attention. I was just like, what is this? I've got to find out more about it. I, I, need, to, I need to know how this works, what happened. Because I, I, I had been going for years, not being able to sleep and just living my life like that. And it was a game changer. <laughs> like so many of us, right? Yes. Like so many of us. Yes. Um, so with the insomnia, does it, I mean, so it helped you with that. Did it help you with any other? Did you, what, what else did you notice? So, so the very first time, First session, you you slept. Yes, I, I went home. I felt so relaxed. I just felt so relaxed. It it felt so good. It was like being on a cloud, and all my worries and and everything that was causing me to be tense and uptight and resentful and anxious and all of those negative <laughs> things just floated away. Wow. Yeah, it was it was a wow, and I had an amazing sleep, and um, and I, but it takes more than one session, so I continued to go back, and and it and it just it became a permanent a permanent thing. I was then able to sleep, um, whenever I needed to or whenever I wanted to, but because it had been so effective and so. Um, just so dynamic i i wanted to look into it and find out what it was about and how it worked and i did and after researching it i realized that i actually wanted to um uh, learn about it and and become become proficient in it and be able to help other people be a technician yourself yes and in this process i found that it helps kids with ADD, and I know that's one of the things that go hand in hand with dyslexia. So when I found out that it could help kids with ADD, I was sold. It was just something I needed to do. So, so what is ADD exactly? Sorry, it's attention deficit. And again, that's another thing. It's slightly misunderstood. It's these kids aren't attention deficit. It's like they pay attention to everything. 
they've got such a big picture that they can they're paying they know everything that's going on in the room and that is makes it hard for them to reel it in and focus on one small thing so they've got a lot going on and it's a shame because if they they actually have the right training or the right opportunities or things you know a bit different than a very rigid classroom they completely excel in whatever they choose to do well mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's why this this information is really really important because um having this myself and having a few kids with this um this attribute yes um, yes that's we it. don't have we don't have the proper information we don't have any information so on this journey of that i'm on um i mean this is important information and i want to share how it's done because um when i shared with a friend of mine who is into all the natural stuff like myself she was very scared for me that they were going to put something in my brain so explain to me what if you were to go for neural brain or brain feedback neural is brain okay <laughs> um what would somebody expect like so i'm not sleeping or my child has this or well like we're going to go over the the different things that it, it does heal but what would somebody if they're okay what is that what okay. is it exactly so when you when you come to visit me at my office um there's a set of questions that I will ask you to determine exactly what's going on. And there's about 90 questions, or actually no, there's probably about 120 questions, just to determine what's going on with you and and you know what you're um, what you're experiencing. And we don't like to call them symptoms, but some of the ne negative characteristics that you're that you're experiencing in life. So if you have anxiety or insomnia or attention deficit or depression or just low motivation, anything, there's, there's lots. So after the questions are answered, I will um, uh, sit you down and put the sensors, there are sensors on your head that actually pick up your brain wave or your brain activity or the energy that your brain is giving off. Okay. okay. So the sensors don't put anything at all into your in, into you. They're just there to transmit the energy that your brain is giving off. It's just it's just like taking your pulse or with a stethoscope or your temperature, anything like that. It's just a reading of what's going on in your body. Now, biofeedback, most people have heard about that. That's just getting a reading of your body, your skin temperature or whatever. And neurofeedback is a segment of the biofeedback. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So it, it's the same thing. It's just, it's just getting a reading of your body. And this is a reading of your brain. And the, the, the neurofeedback systems are programmed so that when they when they're fed the information of the energy of your brain yeah um they'll process that information within you know 20 two hundredths of a second and then it will give you feedback 
Now this feedback comes in the form of sometimes music, and that's the system that I have. It comes back to you in the, in the form of music. So you're sitting at a desk or in a chair, and you've got the sensors on your head, and it's picking up your brainwave activity, feeding it into the computer, and then the music that you're listening to is actually mimicking the rhythm of your brain. So that you're listening to some music, and if there's an interruption in the, in the beautiful rhythmic harmony, it is your brain over-firing in, in one of its quadrants or one of its areas. So you'll, you'll hear a glitch in the music or an interruption in the beat. And this happens every time your brain over-fires in an area. So when you're listening to the music, your brain, it, it's an, your brain is an amazing, an amazing organ. And it can actually learn by listening to itself. So it's listening and it recognizes itself as being, this is it, this is me, this is, this is what I'm seeing. This is, the brain recognizes itself. So every time- I think you said, said to me, um, like a mirror. Yeah. It's like, it's like it, your brain's looking in the mirror. Finally, it's, we found a it's way- a great analogy. For the brain to see itself. And so, um, it's listening to the music and, and recognizing when it's firing and, and the music will go off beat or off rhythm or glitch. And then because the brain loves everything to be perfectly harmonious and rhythmic and timing, all of that the brain loves, mm. it will stop over firing in order to have the music carry on perfectly. Perfect timing. So it, it corrects itself. It just corrects itself. It's, it's like trying to balance on a bicycle when you're on the bicycle and you're, you're tipping this way, you're tipping that way, you just correct and correct until you get it straight. And that's what the brain does. And, and any negative feelings or any negative uh, aspects that you might have in your thinking or your feeling are normally a result of uh, one of your brain waves over firing. Right. So when you listen to the music, your, your brain just corrects. But it, it's not immediate. Sometimes uh, it depends on how old you are, or what's going on, or how deep these neural pathways are. Um, it may take five sessions or 30 sessions, but it will eventually reroute the narrow pathway. Which is incredible. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I can attest to that because I am uh, experiencing that. And my experience was after about three times was when I really felt the shift because it's very subtle. Yeah, it is. It's not something that you walk away going, okay, this happened. And it's because we can't see the brain probably. Right, we don't know. We're used to. If we can't see it, then it's yeah, you can't go. Yeah, I'm getting there. Yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> yeah, we're very much a society. If that, if, if if we can't see it, then it's actually not a thing. But but I think we're all moving into a different space of knowing better than that. Right? Are you going to share what shifted for you? Yes. What shifted for me was um, with 
the multiple traumas that I had, I was in a state of anxiety and overwhelm often. And um, I hadn't been able to start and complete an activity, which sounds silly, but even the simplest things um, like cooking dinner or the laundry or just those basics. Those were good things to not be able to do. Right? <laughs> I just realized that. But just what would happen is I would start to do something and then I have lots of people in the house that need me to do something for them as well. So someone would ask, ask me, ask me. And what I would find is I would start picking things up to put away. I'd have my hands full of things that were going to go into different rooms. Like I was just in this, this state of, of, of not, not any grounding. Yeah. And you're spinning your wheels. Just spinning all yeah. the time. But I, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to not at that point, even though I've had years of meditation, I've had years of understanding how the body works and, Da, da, da. I was just past that point. So in a state of anxiety and overwhelm and whatever, the PTSD, yeah. the ADD, whatever else you want to throw in there. I think I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was, so that feeling of coming in the door and walking into the kitchen and there's mayhem going on, which I really couldn't handle which there was always mayhem in my house. It's people and things and action. It's, it's, it's a great place to be when you're not in that state. Um, and I started something to do with dinner to help out. And of course I completed, I mean, maybe it was making a salad, something simple, <laughs> but I was people talking to me, but at the same time being able to complete from start to finish something very basic. And that feeling inside that elation of oh my god I just completed that yeah and it sounds so ridiculous but it was so big you know Jackie people who who aren't experiencing something like that will not understand but the people, the people who do have trouble focusing or who are there's just so much if you have had a lot of trauma there's there's so much heartache and, and, and distraction and and really it's it's very hard to focus. It's very just reel those thoughts in, forget about everything that's gone on in the past, forget about trying to heal it all or fix it all, and just reel it in and focus on this one thing. It sounds easy, but it's not. And and it, you know, and I and I really, even though I had that understanding, I had that knowledge, I couldn't. I I was trying very very hard to. I could do it by myself, but as soon as I put myself into the area of other people's energies, I couldn't stay grounded. Mm -hmm. I would just start to spin, and and. And <laughs> look at my arms and I'd have things to go into all these different rooms and I'd be like, ah, back, back up to my healing room. <laughs> yeah. yeah, retreat. Right, retreat. Yeah. retreat. So, yeah, it's, uh, it was life-changing for me. And that's why it's really, really important for me to share this information with other people. Um, 
on that, on just to expand on Please. what you're what you're talking about. If uh, for anybody that's listening, if you're wondering, um, the the neurofeedback balances the brain. It just it just sort of just gets it balanced, and the more balanced it is, the better you will be able to function in life. It's just like riding a bicycle. The better your balance. The, the more steady you're going to go through life, the easier it is going to be. And when you've got all your, all your uh, faculties working equally and working together, things just click for you. And if they're not, they don't click. And, and when they're not clicking, we get the result is um, anxiety, insomnia, depression, ADD, uh, low self-esteem, no no motivation. It it just goes on and on. And and there's a combination of cognitive and uh, emotional. And if your brain isn't balanced, both will come into play. You may be upset emotionally, or you may be cognitive, just distracted and can't focus and can't get a job done. But when your brain is balanced, you can. And it's it's very it's a, it's as simple as that. And so in today's day and age of this oh. full energy and 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 you know the fear, yeah, right. The fe- everybody is living in a state of fear, and 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 you know you kind of know that, and then you talk to somebody, but their energy is of fear, and you're in these. It, it we're in a really high energy. Yeah, probably, probably the most intense that we've ever experienced. I think I think you're right. I, it, well, yeah. I mean, and if you don't have multiple traumas going on, I can't imagine that that it's not. This successful. is a trauma. This is a trauma. This, this is, is a worldwide trauma. I think. I, I think there's. It's, this I, is dramatic. I believe it is. Mm-hmm. I really believe it is. And people are having a hard time dealing with it, and and again, the neurofeedback does not change the situation. It doesn't change the situation. It just changes how well you deal with it. How you're coping. How you're coping. Exactly. How well you cope. Um, well, that is our only thing that we have, right? Is we can never change a situation or somebody. We can only change ourselves. I can attest to that. You know, we look outside and think it's everybody else, <laughs> right? But you know, as hard as I, you know, try to change, you know, the people that I think that they need to change, that it, 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 I'm just joking. <laughs> um, it, it always, uh, the power lies within ourselves. Yeah. Right. And it's the power of choice, right. And knowing whether or not you're struggling and if you're, and if you're like me struggling and not able to help yourself, even though I have those tools, that there are other tools mm-hmm. out there that, and this one I love so much because if you're in a state of overwhelm, I mean, you get to just go and relax, put some headphones on, close your eyes and listen to some music. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy. <laughs> it's really, really it easy. Is, it is pretty As easy. it should be, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, I know that they say the harder we work, we're more usually pushing against the grain. That's right. Right? And so when we just relax and, and get into where we are, 
it's usually where we're able to shift, mm -hmm. right? I, um, that's that's the truth in this in this particular situation. It's um, I encourage people just to relax and try not to overthink it. Try not to try to beat the system or or focus or concentrate on anything out of the ordinary. You just listen to the music, and uh, your your brain is actually working at a different speed than your subconscious. And, and so whatever, what your subconscious is doing, you're not registering um, for seconds after. So you're always behind a beat anyways, as far as what your brain is doing. So you can't, you can't control it. I'm talking about now having a session, you can't control your thoughts or your, your, or the way it reacts because you're always seconds behind. Meaning you have a thought and then and then all of a sudden the thought's leaving, but all of a sudden then you get that yeah. and the music. <laughs> yeah. It's your conscious and your subconscious. And this is working on your subconscious because it's what's it's what's going on. And then later you get the conscious thought, but it's too late. So yeah. And the subconscious mind, we're having what, fifty to sixty thousand thoughts a day. Oh they say. Yeah. Oh wow. Most of them are the same thoughts we had yesterday. That's true. Re just just rehashing and re ruminating and ruminating and going over. If if that's what's happening, you're definitely in a rut and you need something shifted. If the thoughts are, well, the, the stories we're telling ourselves are good. So that's the other thing, checking into your stories, right? Yeah. What, are, what are we telling ourselves? Yeah. I've done a lot of that lately. <laughs> what is your story? That's true. Yeah, because lots of times um, the subconscious mind likes to embellish it. Embellish it oh, it, it gets right out of control. It yeah. don't, it Every time it tells it, and, you're, and, you're, and we're not even aware of it half the time. It's, you're, you're, you believe what your brain tells you like it's it's whatever or whatever you're telling yourself your brain doesn't question it it just believes it and and if if what you're telling it is a, is very negative that's the result you're going to get and i mean that isn't the science of neurofeedback that's another science altogether that's just a universal law that is it is a universal law <laughs> That's right. That's what we should have been taught in school. That the universe would that be amazing? That would be amazing if it was taught. Well, then we would all understand how to. Why we are where we are. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you, um, if you were to tell me about one of your biggest aha moments that redirected, changed your life, Change your path or maybe change your direction of maybe where you were to wanting to do something, knowing that you needed to do something different. Well, I hope I can tell you without getting too emotional. Um, I, again, because I grew up with dyslexia and then my, my, I have two kids that have got learning challenges and a lot of, two of my very closest friends, their children have dyslexia. And I, and I almost feel like, it's, it's sort of like minds are attractive because these are dear friends and it, for 30 years, just we click, we get along, we get each other. And I think it has something to do with that big picture. Universal law. Yeah. We attract where we're at. Yeah. And, and so I, I was very successful in helping my daughter when, 
cope and not cope, but but overcome and work through and work with and use her dyslexia mm-hmm. as her advantage. And um, and my kids' friends and and they were always telling me that I should be working with kids with learning challenges. And and as much as I wanted to, I didn't feel like I was quite equipped as, as passionate as I was about helping them I wasn't as equipped as I would have wanted to be and my direction completely changed as soon as I found out that neurofeedback could help kids with attention deficit awesome yeah now dyslexia is not something that can be uh, altered with neurofeedback but it's not something that should be altered because I really believe that it's a superpower. It's the, the fact that you can't read is a result of having a gigantic picture. And that big picture will bring you so much uh, in life. It's, you know, the opportunities that are available for big picture people are endless. I mean, they are the leaders. They are the people who get it. You know, they will be assigning the focus tasks to the people who have great focus. I love that. There's there's two. I love that analogy just because I fall into it. You know, it's been a negative my whole life and and you've turned it into a a positive. It's a sad thing that, that, that there's two, there's two different uh, gifts out there. One of them is focus and one of them is big picture. But unfortunately, the big picture people have been labeled with not being able to focus. Whereas the focus people have never been labeled with not being able to get the big picture. Interesting. So if they can pair up, you know, it's yes. a dynamic team. But the, we could not do without the big picture people. We could not we wouldn't have half of what we have today. So my encouragement to anybody out there who might have um, a learning challenge or ADD or dyslexia, think of it as a superpower because it is. It, school may not be the easiest thing that you've ever done, but once you get through that, once you get through that, the possibilities are endless. So. Keep your faith, keep your confidence, keep your head up. Don't feel, don't feel defeated. Um, just carry on and you'll be there. And yeah, as one of the more natural ways to help yourself along, neurofeedback is, is definitely um, a, good, a good way to go. Yeah. <clears throat> Talk to me about um, the other things that it addresses. Okay. Uh, yeah, I should. That's. I mean, I love. I love talking about what we were just talking about because yeah. it hits home. So, and that's that is the reason I I got into it. And now that I'm in it, I'm. I mean, the scope is very big. I, it, it, is. it helps. It helps with anxiety. Um. So much. I mean, people have told me I've changed their lives just because their anxiety is gone. And they can relax and they can enjoy and they can laugh. And and that's just because it balances the brain. Yeah. It's not over firing on one side. It's, it's more that it's brought into balance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
And and the thing is, the, the, um, it's, it's a fairly new science as far as the world of sciences go. It's probably been around since the 70s, but it's a new science. And I will say that the, the um, possibly the, oh, yeah. we cannot at this point say it will fix this right. because the trials and the tests and everything that take 20 years or whatever to be able to make those claims yes. may not have been done yet. But everything that I'm saying, I've witnessed it happen for people I've been working with. So it's not to say it does it for everybody. It's for somebody that I've been working with. So these are claims, not uh, blanket claims. I want to make that yeah. clear. <laughs> I'm sure that you need to make sure that. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there, and everybody's brain is different, so it's going to react slightly differently with everybody. And I, and I can't say that that it will help anybody that has anxiety or anybody that's got ADD or anybody that's got insomnia or depression, because it doesn't. That my experience is that it's helped a lot. Yeah, <laughs> a my lot experience of too. <clears throat> yeah, because I have uh, one of, or I have my kids that also come and have treatment. And uh, my youngest daughter, she struggles um, with the ADD and the dyslexia and it really really hits the confidence and her self-worth and all she knows is that she's not the same as everybody else and all she knows is that she's getting pulled out of class and everybody's wondering why she's getting pulled out of class yeah. and so all she feels is embarrassed mm -hmm. and not enough mm -hmm. and we all have the not enough going on anyways. Yes. Yeah. And then when you have that at such a young age where you're, you know, you don't understand and you and you're not fitting into the society box of, you know, and you're actually being pulled. It gets quite it happened with my oldest daughter as well. And so I know the emotional ramifications yeah. of it. And so since bringing her to you and having these treatments, her depression has lifted. I hear her singing in the house <laughs> now. I, I see yeah, her I being want... able to focus. I see her eyes sparkling again, like she's landed back inside her body. Whereas sometimes I would talk to her and I couldn't find her. Yeah. Yeah, which sounds really weird, but when you look in your child's eyes and you're not feeling like you're getting yeah, if they're not present, if they're not who's present. Yeah. And and not knowing what to do about it, how to help somebody, because really you can never help anybody. People always have to help themselves. But when it's a child and it's it is. It's your mom it's, as a mom, it's your responsibility. You feel it's your responsibility. Absolutely. Yeah. And with my oldest, had I had, had she had this, had I been able to offer her this, I didn't know about it. 
No. It, it, it would have changed your life. Your it, life would have been a very different life. It would have. And the thing is, it's you can't you can't um, beat yourself up for not knowing because that's people right. don't know. I people, didn't know. People and, don't know about And it. that's my passion. I mean, that's why this is why it's so important for me to share this information. And I'm going to make you come and sit with me again, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I want those monks to know or, you know, anybody to know if they know uh, or even if themselves, like, I think, well, I think that you and I spoke and you really believe all of us would benefit. Well, uh, you know, one of, when I first started, um, I mean, nobody, nobody I knew, knew about it or knew, I mean, it was all foreign to them. And as much as I'd explain it to people, they were just like, oh, well, I'm fine. I don't need it. And, that's right. and one of my dear, dear friends, one of my 30-year friends said, well, do me, like hook me up. And I don't, we don't call them treatments because we can't legitimately say they treat anything. Yeah. But they're a session. And, and so she said, well, I want to try it. I, I'm curious. I'd like to try it out. And I said, well, what would you, what would you think that you would like to um, have improved and she sort of said well I can't think of anything <laughs> and honestly because she's a vibrant intelligent beautiful human being Love she's it. funny she's outgoing she's she's successful you know and and when I was saying well have you got you know what have you got like so but she said but let's just try it let's try it so we we did and um and after a few sessions, she said, I think I know what I would like. I'd like to maybe not be tempted to eat so much dessert and things like that. I want the temptation taken away. And I went, well, it might do that. You know, it might do that. It's not like I can push a button and put that in. There. <laughs> X, X on the desserts. <laughs> I'd, like that. I'd like that session too. <laughs> I have a lineup. <laughs> But, and then after, and then probably after a few more sessions, I said, well, what about your um, willpower to stop eating desserts? And she went, I don't need the willpower because I don't even want to eat them. She said, I wanted the willpower. I don't need it. She said, I look at those desserts. I don't have any desire. I have no desire for those desserts. And what I realized is that she, she probably did have some anxiety. And okay. she was eating whenever she felt anxiety, but she never really feel the anxiety because she just ate it. She ate to cover it up. She right. ate it and she'd feel better. So she didn't realize she was experiencing anxiety, but she did realize she was eating more sweets than she should. And so this took away a lot of her anxiety. So she didn't need to eat to comfort herself. She didn't need the comfort of the food. So... Mm -hmm. Interesting. I know that, and that was something that is never um, suggested that it can actually do is help you. Well, I wonder just from all of the different modalities that I've been learning, you know, um, if you lift your energy up and then your thoughts are different when your energy's up, like they say yes. in the heart, the heart space. Yes. Right. And I just kind of, it's making me think just right now, you know, with the music. 
I love listening to that music. I don't know. It's like a, a mix of a bunch of different things, but it's like, do you do Like, it's like, I love when it goes on. It's like, do 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 I know. You can already wait to hear it. It's funny. But, um, but I, so it must lift our energies you know, into it somehow. Uh, you know, you know, and I, and I honestly, I mean, I, I have limit, I have a bit of knowledge of the science behind it, mm -hmm. definitely. But I, I think that there's, there's way more to the brain that, that oh, we don't know. And I, and I've had people who, who will um, come in and they're just out of sorts and things aren't going their way and, and things like that. And, and then all of a sudden they'll come back and they'll say, oh, well, I, I finally got a job. And I go, great. And, and then, and then I'll say, so how are you feeling? And they go, well, I'm feeling way better because I have a job. Mm. And I'm, well, that's, that's great. They were feeling better to attract the job to, I think, because you I have to be in a certain so, field. Yes. They've been looking for a job for, you know, a year and a half. They were and, and, they, that job, yeah. and that's good. That's fine. Whatever, whatever it takes, but it just starts the shift. It just starts the shift in everything that everything starts to fall in place yeah that's it well i i know that it, i know it, it has worked for me in my family it really has it was such a such a great great thing is there um oh can you explain about the concussions because i've had a couple of those and the first time i didn't come right away when my second concussion i got this summer i fell on my head again <laughs> And I came shortly thereafter having yeah. it. And I knew I'd done another doozy. And, and they say sometimes the ones to follow could be worse. Yeah, yeah. They may not have hit your head as hard, but because it's a, a, re, a, a replay of what's happened. Yeah. So with the, with the cognitive or the concussion, now that's, a, a, that's damage. That's damage. Yes. And what the neurofeedback does, it actually encourages the, um, the development or the changing of the neural pathways. So if, if a neural pathway is damaged as a result of a fall, the, the brain will, is able to create a new neural pathway to replace wow. one that's damaged. Or, or just slowly heal the one that is, depending on the degree. But be, be, the brain, um, people now realize the brain can heal itself. And the neuroplasticity, they call it, right? Love that. Yes, yes. And so the neurofeedback encourages the, um, the growth and the healing and the changing and the and new neural pathways to be, to be developed. So people that may have absolute loss of, you know, movement and things like that, mm -hmm. with patience and persistence, sometimes the neural pathways can be uh, uh, healed or new ones created to do the activities that you need to do. It's pretty exciting. It's it's so exciting. It's so exciting. And I'm a and I'm a junior in this. I'm an absolute junior. I'm you know I'm just just a baby in this field. But but I'm so fascinated by it and so 
uh, wanting everybody to learn about it and know about it because it's such an amazing approach. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that my symptoms of my concussion were not, I didn't really experience anywhere near what was happening on the first one. Yeah, it was a very scary, um, the, a very, it, I, anyways. Yeah. I had a daughter who had had a couple of really bad ones through hockey and um, sports. And when I received that concussion um, a couple, two, three years ago, I, well, it's coming up three years ago now, right around, around Halloween, um, I didn't know where the bottom was. And all I could think was, oh my God, this is how my daughter felt. Yeah. And I was freaking horrified because it's a very, um, it's a dark place. It's a scary place. And, and, and it's, you, it's an untraveled place. It is. It is. It's, it's, um, thank goodness. Now they're starting to realize just how serious concussions are. I mean, that's, a, that's one of the things that's been really realized about them is that you do not want one. <laughs> do you know what? I, I love the fact that understanding now what that is and I see all these football and hockey players and stuff it's yeah. uh thank god that there's that awareness mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. but also for us just kind of everyday people and we're and, you know lots of kids in sports and mom and dads and we're all experiencing these kinds of things and you know where do you go to, for help where do you like I didn't know I didn't get any help for the first time for my first concussion because I just I didn't know what to do really you know and I you know what I don't I don't think that it's common for a physician to recommend no neurofeedback for concussion no they tell you dark room mm -hmm. no computers or obviously um, blue screens you can't take it anyways yeah. but um and sleep mm -hmm. but this treatment oh my goodness it, it it takes you out of the ground zero and puts you back into your life and you know that you're healing it you know that it's there but you're not the difference of of being in ground zero is all i can explain that to be yeah um and then anyway so that's another really important aspect of this healing that this does i i honestly one of my clients had had 12 concussions wow he was a professional hockey player yeah oh, i'm so sorry uh he was a professional hockey player and he was he just said he felt like it just did this to his brain just opened it opened up and it up just got rid of the sludge he he said he felt like his brain was full of sludge yeah and he said it just it just felt yeah. like it cleared it out um what a gift i know <laughs> now i know it's not covered in in canada or in our in our province but is it um is it something that that everyday people can afford has it is it something that's right out of people's like it's a natural therapy that needs to be um, uh, probably yeah. would be one day looked at as something that should be 
covered or anyways yeah is there is it is it something that people can afford to get done well i you know what it depends i think it depends on the value you put on it oh that's that's a you know what if, if 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 you value um your mental health you value uh your your ability to get a, a, a job that's you know it, it depends on the value you put on it. it yeah, can that's you, a great, great Honestly, answer, can you honestly. afford it? You cannot not afford it. it. It it depends on what you're dealing with and what you want help with as to how valuable it is. Um, yeah. I, I will say that I have one client who um, she was in a job and she'd been bumped into this position because her supervisor had had um, some illness. So yeah. she got bumped into this position and she had to fill the position until they found somebody that could do it. And it was above what she was used to. Yeah. And she came to me and she wanted to get some uh, neurofeedback for executive function. She just wanted to be able to think faster and clearer and sharper and memory. So she came to me and um, they gave her the position. After three or four months, they realized that she could do the position. And she, she honestly said, if it hadn't have been for the neurofeedback, I would not have been able to do that. And she has since had a promotion. And she, she just, she just, I, I mean, she just came for a few and I think she ended up with 30 because she could see how much it was helping her. And again, again, I have to stress, this is, this is my personal experience with it. I'm just relating my own experience with my own clients. I can't claim that it's, does it for, for everybody, everybody. Yes. but this is my experience. So it's, um, the other thing is it, it is like an exercise in the brain. It's a muscle, the brain, right? And so the neurobrain feedback is actually giving it a workout, right? So well, part you of don't use, you, you, yeah, you besides, besides um, it, besides it correcting any overfiring, it also exercises its flexibility to switch, switch from one, um, from, from one task to another. So that it becomes more flexible. The more flexible your brain, the more easily you're you're going to go through life. For the example of a, a flexible brain is that when you wake up in the morning, you feel awake. Mm. Lots of people wake up and they actually don't feel awake for a couple of hours. That is a brain that is not flexible. Really, it takes them a while to get into the day, and they go, "Oh, I'm not a morning person." Well, no, you don't have a flexible brain. Your brain is not flexible enough. And then there's people who can't go to sleep at night. That's not flexible either. Because when you lay down and close your eyes and take your deep breaths and you're tired, your yeah. brain should be able to switch gears, switch into delta to go to sleep. But it doesn't switch easily. So you've got insomnia or you have trouble going to sleep. So the more flexible your brain is, 
the more easily you'll move from one task to another. It's like a dad, an executive comes home from work yeah. and he can't shift out of work. He can't play with his kids. He can't give his focus to his kids because he hasn't left work behind. His brain has not shifted gears. Wow. I love that. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. So that's really There's cool. There's so much. There's, There's so, so much. much. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing, actually. Yeah, it is. How so, many people have that? Oh, everybody. Jeez, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. Yeah. And, then, and then we end up guilting ourselves because we know that we want to be there and give our undivided attention, but we give five minutes and then our phone's beeping and we got somebody else's yeah. call. And, yeah. and that's more important. And at the end of the day, you've got to just... At the end of the day, over. yeah, especially with the the social media and the yeah. phones and everybody's expecting an instant reply. Even without a phone, some people cannot bring their attention. It's just, it's just, it's just, that's what they're thinking of and they can't as much as they would love to switch to what they're supposed to be focusing on at this point. So, mm. yeah. If you've got a flexible brain, your life will be very, very efficient. So we'll call it yoga for the brain. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll get your yoga. <laughs> yes. You get your stretching, your deep yeah. breathing, your meditation, with yeah. your spirit. <laughs> right? <laughs> we'll call it our yoga anyways. Oh, where do you see this? Uh, where do you see this modality and yourself in five years from now? Well, I'm, I'm not sure about myself because I'm probably, um, uh, uh, I'm at a place where I love. So I won't be, you know, expanding or growing or anything, but I see neurofeedback growing and expanding and becoming more and more common. You know, when I started eight, 10 years ago, very few people that I talked to had even heard of it yeah and slowly that's changing and I honestly hope that it becomes very common and very affordable for anybody to access and and it will the more that they introduce computers to to help and to take over part of the task yeah the more common it will become makes sense mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, if there was, first back to a personal note, if there was one life lesson that you've learned that you would love to share with your kids for them to know, what would that be? <laughs> oh. oh, my kids are great kids. <laughs> of course they are. What, what lesson did you learn that you want them to not have to learn? What did, okay, I will, I will say, yeah, I, I know it, I know it. I will say, don't be afraid. Just don't be afraid. And, and I know that's easy to say because fear so you are afraid, afraid, walk through it. Yeah, just, you know, take those, take those chances. Uh, don't be afraid to be judged. Don't be afraid that you're going to fail. The biggest thing that you can do is just, start it just or or try it or go there because then it will evolve and that then it will you can't wait for everything to be perfectly in place before you try something or before you take on that new challenge you can't wait for everything to be exactly the way that you think it you just 
get in there and do it because it will fall into place later. I am a big believer of jumping and knowing your parachute is going to open. I love that. <laughs> That's great. You just got to know what's going to happen and it will. You know what? It's very, very true, right? <laughs> Let's say call that that uh, intention, right? Yeah. And then stepping, walking, just walking. Yeah. That's what I want for my kids. I, I really want them to, at the end of the day, not regret that they haven't done something. Love that. Mm -hmm. That's that's a that's a good that's a good life lesson for them to 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 leave with them, right? For yeah. them to know that that was. I think I'm gonna leave one of those too. That'll be one of mine. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Walking through fear is is it is. I mean, need to do this podcast, right? It, yes. This is, you know, it's um, right out of my comfort zone all the way. And um, I think you've done amazing. Uh -huh. <laughs> Thank you so much. But this is my passion to share this information, and I I learn every time I get to talk to somebody, and I just I just want to share whatever knowledge and information that's making my life better to make other people's lives better as i know you do can i say something yes. i think when you say i want to share you're one of the most generous people i know you share anything you've got and if it's knowledge if it's if it's anything i, I think you're a wonderful sharing person oh thank you <laughs> Oh, I love you for that. Thank you. <laughs> Not just for that. <laughs> so thank you for uh, this time. And I, do you have anything that you would else that you'd like to say? Without I'm, I'm, I'm thank, I thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me on your podcast. And I wish you all success. Thanks.